Can I just talk about how good you look by that mic? I mean, that is a good image (laughs) right there. (laughs) What are you talking about? I always look good. This is true, Brian, buddy. You're a handsome man. I I am going for the the fringe flying hair look. I I got my my hair growing out a little bit. Yeah, the no-shave thing. I just thought he was living out of a box. Well, that's all. Thank you. It's always good to stop by, Philip. <laughs> Let's get like into our episode. Compliment to just thwap. <laughs> Welcome to Neighbors Don't Knock, the show that brings you hilarious, unapologetic conversations only these neighbors can have. Join them and guests in their weekly mission to expand the neighborhood. Now, here's your hosts, Brian Chambers. And Philip Goffrey. What's going on, all you loyal neighbors out there? Hey! What's up? Hey, hey! Wow, that thing really picks up that hey. Yeah, I know, right? So I want to welcome you guys to the show. If this is your first time joining the neighborhood, or you're just a regular around here, uh, we want to thank you. Welcome back to our regular listeners and viewers. That's right. Uh, We do want to thank you guys. Uh, Please hit that like and subscribe button. And make sure that you catch every new episode that we drop on Friday, um, as well as check out the YouTube content we have going on. Uh, As always, as always. And do spread the word, please. As always, we are available anywhere you get your podcasts. And we are putting out more and more video content. If you know anybody who you think would be entertained by us neighbors, send them our links. Yeah. Uh, And this week, we're going to be tackling a little bit of anti-aging. Also, we're going to go, we have a new segment of neighbor tweets that's going to happen towards the end, so you're not going to want to miss that. Uh, But also, like, subscribe, follow, and also go to our pod inbox to leave a free audio message and leave your neighbor tweet or neighborly advice on there, uh, because I'd love to hear it. Uh, yeah, look. and you never know. It just might wind up on the show. So that can be a lot of fun. It's a really fun way for you, the viewer and the listener, to interact with us, the hosts. Yeah. Okay, let's get all that shit out of the way. Yep, we, we took way too much time with that. But uh, we are going to jump into uh, talking a little bit about anti-aging today. Yeah, this is cool stuff. This is like right in my wheelhouse of really sort of uh, not only geeky science stuff, but also really big ethical questions. Like do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. I mean, it really, yes, it does. You're right. There's a lot of... I guess we call this is our ethics class today. Uh, <laughs> Philosophy 101 or ethics like combined. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Gattaca. I yeah, mean, yeah. neighbors don't know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, Philip, I know this is a big topic for you. Absolutely. And, and where the, the gears got turning with all this is I came across a Time, um, Time Magazine article in my kind of news conglomerate deal that talks about uh, a recent breakthrough in anti-aging technology. So the short of this, you can look this up if you want online. You can go to Time Magazine, and uh, this article was called Scientists Have Reached a Key Milestone in Learning How to Reverse Aging, and it was written on January 12th by Alice Park. The bottom line is this group of scientists for this research uh, facility have figured out that there's a blueprint in your cells that tell them when to basically... Uh, replicate themselves and then live on and, and when to die off. And they think so, that they can turn that off. So for our neighbors and everybody listening, our listeners, this is not a pill. This is not a cream. This, this is, is not, not available a, for humans not, yet. Yes, this is not a, a product 
backpedaling ad right now. <laughs> no, no, no. This is actually a group of scientists that in mice so far have figured out a way to reverse the aging process in cells. Poor mice. Mice always get a bad bad hand. I know. Especially this, this group, this poor mouse is like ready to go, ready to meet its maker. And all of a sudden, poof, it's alive. <laughs> I can see the land of cheese. But it brings up so many interesting questions, doesn't it? Doesn't it? I'll ask you the first one. If you could um, undergo some kind of a treatment that would keep you from getting older, that would prolong your life for fun, let's just call it indefinitely. For for fun. For fun. <laughs> okay. All Would right. you do it? Would you want to live forever? I, I don't I don't know. Uh on the spot, I I, I don't know if I would or not. Uh you know It's I, a tough question. I, because uh, now I have to I have to ask a couple parameters about this. So when I if with having the choice, do you get to choose when you get to stop aging? That's live? a really good question. You, you know like, what I mean? Or, arrested at 35 years yeah, old, yeah, yeah. 25 because, years, I don't know. Because if you're choosing, th- that's, and for me, if you're choosing when in your life that you could maintain your, your age or your, I, I guess your youth or what, whatever whatever level of, of living right. that you can at that this point. This is like Benjamin Button, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, where yeah, you're where going you, backwards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where you have to completely get, yeah. So if you can, if I could choose, you know, I, I probably would would i i, I probably okay. i Let probably me, would because because the amount of time that you would have allows you to experience so many things that the world has to offer that you you know we, we have a list of things that we never get to right oh i wanted to learn another language oh i wanted to learn to bake uh, I, oh, I wanted to learn to knit. Oh, I wanted to learn to play the piano. I wanted to, you know, like what are, little things, right? I, You're making an interesting assumption, though. You're making the assumption that your brain has limited, uh, unlimited, rather, storage space. What if it doesn't? We don't know. Well, okay, th- that well, that's true. But based on the fact that none of this is real, <laughs> well, it's kind of real. <laughs> I mean, it's right. getting close so, to real. All right. Well, you you posed a question, but you didn't give me enough parameters. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna play with these. Okay. So so let's assume. So Outline let's assume, your parameters. Well, so let's what assume. What age range are you arresting yourself at, or going back to? I, I would probably say thirty three. Okay, 30. Well, that's very specific. <laughs> that's not even... Uh, I think April of um, 2000... And No, okay, so 33 years old. That's I, around when you would... I, around 33. I, I feel... One, it was a good year, I, I, apparently. No, <laughs> I, I'm trying to remember. I can't remember if it was 33 <laughs> was a good year or not. I, I just feel... You, and I, 33 just because there were two threes. I don't know. I, it just it rang out to me. The threes. <laughs> the, 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 it's threes. All about the threes. The threes, right? My daughter would love that. That's a lucky number. Three. Thinking so, of you, Chloe Bear. But... I, I feel, you know, you have lived a, enough to know things and have learned things and, and you're not, you don't have that that youthful spunk, but you still, you're not at that, you're not at an age where you're, you're kind of in between all that. So it's like be able to enjoy the best of both in, right. in the age. People range. take you seriously. You're no longer a kid that knows nothing. Yeah, right? exactly. There's something about being in your early 30s. Yeah. You're respected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like, sure. like I've learned something. Uh, sure, like, you can be someone's hear, boss hear and they're now. not like super angry about it. Yeah, exactly, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hear me now. So so I don't know. That feels like a comfortable... Okay, so 33. So, or, or at least in, in your my mid early mid-30s. And your answer is yes, you would do it. So you have no like religious issues with this or, or anything like that. Because no, I, I imagine I, there's quite a bit of that that comes into play here. Uh, no, I I don't think I I have. I mean, if this is, 
I, I feel like if, if that was supposed to happen, then my religious views would say, well, that you're supposed to do that. There you go. Okay, so that's you know how you I mean? work. So that's how, how I, I can justify Philosophies that. Yes. <laughs> that's up. how I can justify the religious aspect of that. But, I mean... Okay, let me, let me throw a curveball your way. Okay. All right, so you, you've been given the option. The, magic, the magical scientist shows up and goes, hey, uh, you won the age lotto, and we are going to play with your... Epigenome, by the way, is specifically what these scientists are messing with, your epigenome, epi, epigenetics. Okay. Um, we're going to modify your epigenome to reverse aging to 33. But here's the catch. Only you. Not your wife, not your family, not your friends. Uh, and, there, and there's, and, and again, that's, that's the catch. Yeah, Dorian Gray, tell me about this mirror. Yeah, exactly, right? So, uh, you know... I, that's the rub, right? That's difficult. That, that, that is the rub because because you you go your whole life. At what point do you start reverting to that? Like, do I get to that age and then I just stop, or are you saying that I go through an entire lifetime and then revert back? We were we were at a dinner once with my parents. Uh, it recently, actually, in the past couple of months, and something similar to this came up in conversation. And my my dad made the comment of, "Gosh, if I if I could do it all over again, if I could come back, knowing what I know now, but younger." I would I would just love to do that. My mom looks at me. She goes, "Can we? Uh, can you come back knowing what you knew when you were around forty? Because I'm pretty sure you've forgotten a whole bunch of shit. Yeah. If you come back knowing <laughs> what you know now, we're in trouble." It was really funny. Well, okay, so but you kind of pose a different a different scenario. So I so I assume now, based on what you were talking about, that I would go a full lifetime and then revert back, versus stopping at that age. Because if if I'm and and so not to jump back off my answer, but if I'm stopping at whatever age I'm going to be at, that's fine for me. You know, like I, I would still roll the dice. Yeah. It's going to be hard. Cause you, you're, you're going to see people that are not staying around and yeah, things like yeah. that. So this is the vampire problem. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, so I understand that I, I would be curious. Um, but I also feel with my personality, I would I would be more of a traveler. I would be more of a, you know, you know what I mean? Like my lifestyle would be very different. Okay. So let's go a little bit deeper down this rabbit hole. So we have your answer. Um, just so our listeners know, if you're curious about my answer, I don't know. Uh, it's very difficult. I think that I would, my ego would probably come into play and I probably would choose to, to prolong my life, if not live forever. But I, I wouldn't want to go an entire life and then revert back. Well, so that, that's what I'm assuming. I'm assuming that the, the way that the, the epigenome uh, works and the way that this gene modifying uh, technology works so far in these mice is they, they're able to take something that has aged, mess with the epigenetics, the epigenome, and that blueprint changes so the cells tell themselves, okay, reproduce in a, in a healthier state, right? So they can do things like reverse degeneration in... Um, the eyes of these mice that have aging-related, like macular degeneration and things like that, aging-related problems. So now they're going to move on to primates. This is happening this year with this particular research group. And they're hoping to get licensed soon to move on to human trials. So I'm assuming, let's say they hit the Holy Grail and they can actually reverse aging. My assumption here is that it would be a treatment, like you go a certain distance and then you undergo this treatment and it dials back the clock on like your organs, your skin, your eyes your liver, things like that. Now, because I imagine you have to you have to be a certain age or your body has to mature a certain amount uh, and have a certain amount of growth before it can take on anything like sure, that. Sure, sure. Epigenetics are weird, right? Epigenetics are the things that tell your fingernail to be a fingernail and your eye to be an eye, your nose to be a nose. Now, this brings up a really interesting uh, kind of point and segue for us in this conversation. 
who gets to do this if they do find you, a way you to know it's going to be it, it's it's all about money yeah it's, and it's going to be the mo it's going to be the one percent that can afford it because you know and and that's honestly a little scary because those that are in the one percent that can afford something like this if and again there's not an actual number out there let me just put that out there for the viewers not that i'm aware of unless i'm wrong um i'm not aware of a number that so there's not an actual just, number because there is no technology available that we know of to humans yet involving this stuff. But interestingly enough, you hit the nail on the head. Not even the 1%. We're talking the mega rich, the billionaires around the world. I mean, okay, let's put it in perspective of something that's actually happening right now, right? Um, people are going to, uh, to space. Commer commercial tickets are being purchased to go to space. And, and they've had... A couple of people go up in capsules, orbit, you know, civilians, right? What are the prices on those? Sure. You, but you know, we're, we're talking, what, 250000 to a million, right? Or somewhere. I, 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 I guess we'd have to look that up. Uh, but you're talking probably anywhere between 250000 to half a million ju just for uh, a five-minute ride. Yeah, yeah. Now, although we do not have an actual number associated with it because the tech supposedly doesn't exist for humans yet, what we do have, right where in your wheelhouse here, you're, you're talking about space travel and the people who are, who are doing space tourism, Mr. Jeff Bezos from Amazon, the ex-CEO of Amazon, is one of the largest investors in the world in this anti-aging tech and research. We don't need to see him live for no. forever. In, in <laughs> fact, according to a recent Financial Times article... Um, Mr. Bezos made a sizable investment into a startup that has to do with this. The startup is called Autos Lab. All they do is focus on cellular rejuvenation to restore cell health, add resilience, with the goal of reversing all diseases and anti-aging. Interestingly, it doesn't talk about how much money he himself has invested. There's a couple of Russian oligarchs who are also investing in this. Hmm, go figure. But what it does talk about is they're poaching scientists for this group from around the world. Guess what the starting salary is for the scientists on this project? Like 800000 Starting in a million. Oh, is it? Oh, starting it's close. I wasn't far off. I mean, so you can imagine, whatever the investment in this technology is, it is sizable to be yeah. able to afford that kind of incentive program just to bring in the minds they want behind this. Well, and, and it, honestly, I'm going to say this. It, somewhat justifies a little bit more of the product to have it that that expensive now because it can justify you, or like legitimize le, well i guess legitimize is, is correct the way to is the correct way to say it uh you're right i i think that is honestly a little bit better because if you can imagine let's say everyone on the block right here for ten dollars <laughs> You could you could anti-age or get the, the serum, right? Yeah. But wait, that's not all. Fine now. Yeah, 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 exactly. Can you yeah. imagine how the like just I'm picturing like Mike Liddell in a my pillow sure commercial. There's a, a, a screenplay or a movie that has been done about this or in the works or something. You, you know, can you imagine the way the world would be at that point? Because I, I think that it's also very dangerous. You know, certain people I don't think should be allowed to do this but if you're talking about well, trying who gets to decide that well I, again i i think if you're using and i guess i retract my answer i guess i personally as a personal choice would want to see what would happen and be able to do it you know what i mean just to experience other things i i definitely would if i had the option do i think it should be available to just anybody i will say no 
Well, okay, but let's break this down. Like, well, like you, with any massive technology, technological breakthroughs, right? The first people that will be able to take advantage of it are most definitely the mega wealthy. There's no doubt about it. And well, what does that yeah. mean? What does that mean, right? If, if a guy like Elon Musk or a guy like Jeff Bezos or, or you know, Tim Cook can buy into this anti-aging technology and, and live longer, if not forever, well, it means that their wealth continues to grow. Well, exactly. And, and right? I, I think at that point, you need that becomes... Honestly, there need there needs to be a special approval, call it an approval court. That's scary. It is a little scary though. But but you're t- but you're not talking about. There's lots of sci-fi movies and books about this very topic. I, I, I know, but, scary but, stuff. but but I'm just saying that, and and maybe maybe because there needs to be some way of monitoring it and not just letting it get out of control. That there, there really does because you're you're not you're not talking about taking away someone's life. You're talking about a choice that someone wants to make. Now, if you're an astronaut and trying to get to Mars. Or a, a beyond, I, I can completely see this being something legit. Of, oh, of, I see of what doing. you're doing with it. Interesting, you, interesting ethics line that you're drawing. Yeah, so you, you, so you see what I'm saying? If somebody is bettering mankind, and then they get to that, yeah. that's what I'm saying. But like, again, some committee has to decide that, right? And that's that's interesting. I think you should apply for it, like almost like a visa. Would there be a lottery system involved? Then there must be, right? Uh, maybe. Interesting stuff. Maybe. I, so I, I, th- I think it would be a little bit easier to. To, to be able to look at, at everything as a case-by-case. Case. Because, obviously, you, you don't want some tyrant or something that's going to live forever that's sitting in power that's never going to, sure. you know. And there, and in theory, if, if, if these ultra-rich were able to do this, not only would their wealth continue to grow, but, you know, when it comes to being uh, a plutocrat, right, which is somebody whose power is derived strictly from their money, what happens when their wealth grows exponentially on an unlimited timeline? Their influence and their power grows too. So, do the mega rich then basically become the leaders of the free world? I, well, I mean, you pretty much painted the picture of yes, bleak, isn't it? It's very bleak. <laughs> so it's a well, and then are there are there like huge protests and stuff? Like, are there are there religious? Oh, groups you that you get know that you know there will freak, be. Of course, it, there's gonna. It would just be. I mean, I, I don't even know. It's like reverting. It's like bringing back the the seventies or the sixties. All over again, just on a way different scale. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. So okay, I, I'm curious what you. I'm curious what you, our listeners and our viewers, think about this. I would love to see your comments about this very topic. So please post up, leave us pod inbox. Uh, you know, use the comment section below. I'll leave with one parting thought about this that I had this morning. That's very bleak, a very dark picture. Let's just say we could do this. Let's say that society takes on, uh, embraces this technology, and and everyone has a much much longer lifespan. Than we've ever had in human history. Well, I mean, we do right now. It's like getting, people, not people, huge, but, but it's getting there. But people are living a lot longer than yeah. than well, they used to. But interestingly enough, people are living longer, but not necessarily with a higher quality of life. So we have to assume that this is a, a magic technology where not only do you get to extend your life, but you get to do so in a more enjoyable and healthy way. You don't have to deal with like disease for a longer period of time. You get to live longer and live healthy and, and actively. Now, what happens to life as a precious thing? Do we become suddenly more fearful and more protective of ourselves as a species? Like a cat with nine lives, like, nah, I'll do it, do it well, next sure. decade. Sure, like look at, sky, <laughs> look, at, look at the extreme sports. Look at things like skydiving and bungee jumping, right? People, Can you imagine Tom Brady would play football for forever? He would, he totally would. <laughs> he totally would. <laughs> Tom would be like 80 years old playing. Yeah. It'd, be like, it'd be like the bicentennial of, of the National Football League and Tom would be up there. I was like, yep, I yeah, remember yeah. back in... <laughs> yeah, back in my divorce, which was like 133 <laughs> yeah. years ago, let's see. <laughs> but but it's interesting. Do you think people would still roll the dice like they do now? Or do you think it would be 
oh God, I can't risk this because if you can live forever, you know, you're not going to dodge the the freight train that hits you and takes you out, right? Well, I I, I don't think it's necessarily that. Well, I, you make a good point, but I, I still think people life would still be life because you're just because you're anti aging or you're able to to maintain youthfulness or your body can per, uh, be preserved longer to make to go through life doesn't mean that you can't get killed in a car wreck right or or you know by skydiving or bungee you know it's, it's not like the guy's gonna be like like uh, well i'm base jumping today screw the bungee right. cord you know i don't know <laughs> I, I wonder what it would do though because right now we sort of approach life a lot of us with this mentality of well, well i got 100 years on this rock anyway so you know yeah i'm gonna make the best of it we hope so at least but I, I think that's a mindset, all. man. I, I really think that people say approach that trying to be healthy and positive, saying, "Well, I'm going to live life and re- experience life." But in the back of everyone's mind, I, I really believe that we we are. It's like this is so life is precious. I, yeah. I really think that we. I all wonder what that. happens when it's less precious, right? When the when the timer is not quite. See, but I don't think that it's loud. not less precious just because you're here longer. Maybe that, maybe becomes more precious. I don't know. I mean, if you're talking again, if you're talking about being like you said, I wouldn't be. It would just be me. Was the the circumstance that you love? I was the only one that'd be able to do this, right? And and the what the yeah. example you quoted me. So if he is legend. So <laughs> yeah, right. So you know, if if I had to watch my wife age, you know, I mean, it's like think about Captain America. You know who I had to go back. I mean, I love the way went to Captain America. Steve Rogers, man, from the ice. He was right. I mean, get brought. You know what I mean? It's so heartbreaking. Like, I mean, so he had to relive a lot of those heartfelt memories or things that he had to realize that people that he loved and things he had done that were no longer there and gone. Right. So he had he had to adjust. If you're talking about something like that, life probably, like you said, becomes more precious. I don't think it becomes less precious. I think it actually becomes more precious. Yeah, maybe that. it does. I wonder if we have like a Gattaca thing that would happen too, right? With like the, you know, the brother with the broken back all like shunned by society, holed up in his house because everyone else is perfect, but he's not. You know, it's very interesting stuff. Yeah. Well, what do you guys think? Uh, I guess the question is for you. Would you do this? Do you think that this is something that should even be explored? I mean, are, are we are we like the makers of Jurassic Park? Are we... Are we, are we Playing God. Life will find a way, right? So <laughs> lines must be crossed. <laughs> so let us know what you think in the comments. Neighbors Don't Knock is produced by CNG Communications. CNG specializes in small batch voiceover and video production for commercial media, podcasting, radio, and more. Combining years of experience in podcasting, acting, and sales, CNG offers big media products at small business prices. That's right. To learn more, visit their Facebook page or email them directly at admin at cngcommunications.com. Okay, so I want to jump into a little segment, which I'm very excited about. This segment is called Neighbor Tweets. That's right. We scour the internet looking for those tweets by those neighbors. Today's neighbor tweet comes from Chungled Down Ken. He says, fun fact, I stand on my back porch in my underwear each night while the dogs do their business as a power move against weird neighbors and the cameras they have. Yeah, they could call me out, but that would be admitting to their voyeurism. I mean, do, do you stand by this this neighbor? I mean, this is, this is an odd... Th- I feel like this is an odd tweet. You know, 
chungle down, Ken. You do you, buddy. But I'm going to reach out uh, on a limb here and just say that I think you have a little bit too much time on your hands if you're giving it this much thought. That is a very uh, thoughtful <laughs> I mean, thing to do and I, a little weird. I mean, weird. do you realize if you guys are sitting there on your back, which I, I mean, do a lot. I don't know. Do a lot of people really do that? Do you just do something knowing that you're just making a statement to other neighbors so that they won't mess with you later? I mean, do you do, you do that to yours? No, but my neighbors have been mooned before by somebody in my family. So we might cross lines now and again. You mean somebody n- mooned your family? No. One of your neighbors? One of my family members mooned my neighbors. Oh, one of your family members mooned a neighbor. Did they say anything? <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> they did say something, in <laughs> fact. They laughed, thankfully. Thankfully, yeah. okay. I imagine that could have been a police police call. Otherwise, thankfully, we're good friends with the neighbors. But uh, yeah. Well, was it was it, it wasn't so much a power move? It was more a playful move. Was it outdoors or was it like through a window or something? Outdoors. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so up, so up at one so, of the balconies. Okay, so I could say indecent indecent exposure. Indeed. So okay. Yeah. But I, I guess what, what, what well, it was very intentional, obviously. <laughs> but but it's not like like I do believe there was a like passion the, like, of the moment thing involved. <laughs> like the curtain was down, and you're just like out of the shower, naked, air drying around the house, right? <laughs> but there are a lot of people that do that. You know, when I was living, up I'm not in- gonna lie, I love doing that if I can. But I am always aware that we live on the fourth floor, and at night. With lights and curtains open, yeah. you can see into our place. When I was living up in Jersey City and spent quite a lot of time there and in New York City, you often find people that would do uh, various personal things with the lights on and the curtains open on purpose. So, you know, there's definitely people like to be exhibitionists now and again. So, okay, so I have I have one more that I was I wanted to uh, to put out there. This one was by <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm trying not to to laugh too much about this one because I thought this was hilarious. Uh, by Ed Hill. So at King Ed Hill. He says oh, King Ed. Yeah. Oh, so, your majesty. I know, right? So he says, my neighbor would play his trumpet at night, so I changed my Wi-Fi name to, quote, I can hear you. He changed his to, quote, I know. <laughs> I like these guys. <laughs> so do, I mean, Kudos to King King Ed and his uh, neighbor, yeah. So, do you think that that a neighbor? Uh, do you agree with tweeting this just to make sure that you know, like, I don't know, man. This is, it's very passive aggressive. It is very. It reminds me quite a bit of like passive aggressive notes that you can find online. You can spend hours going down that rabbit hole, right? People post up passive aggressive notes their neighbors and friends and coworkers and things like that leave. I, I mean, I don't understand why. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's luck that he noticed. You know the Wi-Fi, or, or <laughs> I can hear you. I know. I love that. Well done, gentlemen. Well I mean, done. You made my I mean, day. It is a very civil way to do it, in a very, but also a very passive aggressive way to do that. Yeah. So maybe, maybe not put the tweets out there and knock on somebody's door, or don't knock and find out what the hell is going on and say, "Hey, dude, don't play between these hours." I don't know. I, I don't know. There, there, something needs to be squashed here because, I, and, and maybe it's they're playful. Maybe at this point, it's very playful. I don't know. It is interesting. So, it is very interesting. I'm curious to what you all think. If you've ever had uh, something that your neighbor had done that warranted you putting it up as a tweet or a social media post, share it below. I'd love to know. Yeah. And that does it this week for Tweets by Neighbors. 
I feel like we just rolled up in an El Camino. <laughs> so <The low> riders, <laughs> like swangers <laughs> hanging off the rims, you know. All right. Well, you know, Philip, I think that we've exhausted this one a little bit too much today. Maybe enough, maybe not enough. I don't know. It always feels shorter and shorter every time we meet. You know, well, we're a little bit older, so hopefully that anti-aging tech comes about sooner than later so we can dial back the clock. But thank you so much for sticking with how us. Lo- how one. long do you think Neighbors Don't Knock would last if we did that? <laughs> that would be our, our thing. Six thousand two hundred first season. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, damn, you look great for eight hundred and five or whatever. And it's like, yep, that's what we get for not knocking, man. That that we are like eternal at eternity. Yeah. Right here. Yeah. One hundred and twenty years ago. God, we were so immature. The show was so young. <laughs> we really came into our own that season. <laughs> season. At thirty three. <laughs> Anyway, uh, you guys like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast. We drop new episodes every Friday. We want to uh, throw a thank you and a shout out to Christina Wells, last week's neighbor that stopped by. She's going to be in town uh, performing here in Houston as Matron Mama Morton in the National Tour of Chicago. So break a leg. We love you. Uh, make sure you guys check out other episodes. There's yeah. some great stuff. Great Absolutely. neighbors. Absolutely. And we still have sponsorship opportunities available for season six. So reach out admin at neighborsdontknock.com. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Peace. Out. <laughs>